Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. My name is Amanda, and I'm an early childhood educator in Ontario, Canada. This is a podcast that I like to talk about all things kindergarten with you guys, and I like to engage in some conversations, some professional um, discussions, things like that that have to do with kindergarten. And every week I try to just come up with like a new topic that's interesting to me or that um, others have asked me to talk about. So, this week I wanted to talk about boom cards. I have been getting so many questions about boom cards on my Instagram. I've been creating a lot of boom cards the past couple weeks. So I thought I would dedicate a podcast episode to boom cards because I do love them so much. And but before we get started, this is going to be the first episode that I upload Um, to my podcast in a few weeks since the distance learning has started and um, after we've all been in um, social distancing or physical distancing and I think I wanted to just address why since um, it has been quite a few weeks since I've uploaded anything and it's simply because I just didn't feel in like I was in the right mindset to uh, talk about kindergarten when everything was changing so quickly. We didn't really know what was going on, what were the expectations, how we were going to get um, our students still learning when we couldn't have them in school. And I just didn't really feel like talking about it too much just because we, I was just hearing so much about it. It was everywhere. It's all over the news. It's all over social media. Everybody's talking about it. And I just was getting really anxious about the whole situation and adding my voice into the fray, adding into that whole discussion at the moment just didn't feel right for me. And it also didn't feel right to just completely ignore the situation and talk about something different. So instead, I took a little break from the podcast. I um, recentered myself. I worked on some different things that were really interesting to me, like boom cards. And now that we're kind of in the groove of distance learning. We're on the other side of figuring out what it's going to look like, what we have to do, what is expected of us. I feel like now I can talk about other things. So I didn't want to just start this podcast and completely ignore the situation that is happening right now. But at the same time, there's so many amazing resources out there to help you with distance learning that I don't feel like my platform is the best way to talk about it because I am not in the classroom this year. I've talked about this before. I'm not um, with a, any kindergarten students this year. I work in the, at the school board level. So I'm doing something completely different and working on coming completely different. So I didn't have anything to add to the distance learning and kindergarten perspective from the point of view of being in a classroom. But yeah, so hopefully... If you need any other resources or you need anything from me, just reach out to me. I'm always on Instagram. It's probably the best way to reach out to me, but you can get me on Facebook, Instagram, through my blog, through email, whatever, where, however you can find me. I'll leave links in the description below if you have any specific questions about the sense learning that you'd like me to answer. But really, there are so many great people doing amazing things with distance learning and it's almost overwhelming to see everything that's happening it's really there's so many great things happening that you might want you might start feeling like whatever you're doing is not enough you whatever you're doing isn't what you should be doing but just know that we are teaching in a crisis moment we are not teaching under regular circumstances we are all doing the best that we can with the resources that we have with the 
um, capacity that we have as educators. Our students, our communities are so different across the province, across the school boards, across districts, across the country, wherever you are. Everything is so different. Just focus on what is best for you and what is best for your students. Focus on what works for you. That is my best advice to give you. Don't get so caught up. I see all these people setting up classrooms in their houses and if that's what motivates you to work and to engage with your students that's great but if you don't need that if that is not something that appeals to you you don't have to set up a classroom in your house there are so there's just what do what you feel is best for you and so that's my biggest piece of advice is everybody is doing the best that they can and we will get through this together and yeah I'm here for you for whatever you need but today it's all about boom cards because I feel like that still relates to distance learning but it is something that um, they are these digital task cards that I've used for years and I know a lot about. So I thought that this would be an interesting one to talk about because I have gotten so many questions. So five minutes into the introduction, let's get started on this week's episode of the Creative Kindergarten Podcast. <laughs> Let's start off by talking about what are boom cards. They are digital task cards. You use the boom card website or the app to gain access to these task cards and they're self-correcting. So everything is self-contained in these task cards and students either pick, if they pick the right answer, it tells them they got it right. Or if they pick the wrong answer, it tells them to, they got it wrong and they have to try again. There, there's nothing to print out because it's completely digital and they are super easy to use. So like I said in the introduction, I have used these in my kindergarten classroom for years. I actually wrote a blog post about how I use uh, boom cards in my classroom, I think like last year or the year before. I'll put a link in the description um, for you if you'd like to check that out. It just has some great um, visual. So if you're a more visual person and I, when I'm talking about something you don't quite understand, it's all in that blog post as well. So these task cards are great for classroom learning or for distance learning because they are digital. The first thing you have to decide when you're doing boom cards, when you go to give these boom cards to your students, so they can be, these task cards can be about anything. There are boom cards out there for literally anything, for math, science, social studies, uh, whatever it is that you want boom cards for, for whatever subject, for whatever concept or skill that you're teaching, there is a boom card for it. And they're great to assign to students for reinfor reinforcing skills that they're learning and for really practicing the different skills. So I wouldn't use boom cards to teach a new skill. Boom cards are really for practicing a skill that you've already taught for reinforcing the, those concepts. I, they're, they're not to be assigned to as a, a replacement for teaching, let's say. And so when you uh, get your boom cards, there's two ways that you can get them to students. And I'll talk a little bit more about how to get boom cards later. But first, you just have to decide as a teacher, how do you want your students to be using the boom cards? There's two ways. If you want to track what your students are doing and you want to be able to see if they got how many answers they got right, how many answers they got wrong, if they completed certain um, decks that you've assigned to them, you have to create a classroom. And you create a classroom as a teacher by going onto your computer into Boom Learning, their website, and you create your own class and you get logins and passwords for each of your students. 
and then you give those logins and passwords to your students and they're able to um, log in and you're able to assign decks and see the progress that students are making through the teacher site that you use for Boom Learning. You can also use the fast play option, which is the option that I always used in my kindergarten class. It's just so much easier. You basically find a deck that you want to use. And once you get the deck into your library, you just get a, you generate like a pin and you give that pin to your students and they type it into the app or the website and the deck pops up. You won't be able to track their progress with this, but this is great for distance learning if you want to give an extra um, something to parents if they want to practice a skill. Like uh, if they're, let's say you're teaching addition and you've got an activity for addition that parents can do with their, their, their kids. And then at the end, you're like, oh, if you want something extra, here's a boom card set that you can do with your students. And you just would give the pin and they can enter it in on the app or on their laptop. It works on phones. It works on Chromebooks. It works on whatever device that you have. And then students can just work on that skill through that. So those are the two ways that you can um, access, uh, that your students can access Boom Cards. Um, I've had the question of how do I get Boom Cards to students using Google Classroom? I have played around with Google Classroom. I have never had to use Google Classroom with students. So this question I have been answering by directing everybody to a YouTube video and that YouTube video uh, gives you step-by-step -step directions on how to get your boom cards to your students via Google Classroom. I will put the link for that video in the description. I had I had sent that video to somebody on Instagram and they came back and said that they did it. It was easy and that it works perfectly. So that video I think would be the best way to do it with Google Classrooms. If you're using Google Sites, I am saying that it is a-okay to share the fast play fast play pin for any of my boom card decks with your students through Google Sites. I don't know if every person who makes boom cards has said the same thing. I am okay with Google Sites. I'm just, um, yeah, just don't, just make sure you're only giving it to your class, obviously, and you can use it through there. The only thing is if you're go using Google Sites, just figure out a way to get your students' um, password and logins if you're using the classroom. Just figure out a way to get to the, their logins and passwords to them privately or else they'll be able to log into each other's accounts. So email the passwords and logins separately or send them through Remind or whatever you're using. That would be my only suggestion for that. But if you're just using the pin and you want to be able to put the pin up on your Google Sites, go for it. That's perfectly okay with me. That was one of the questions I got the most. And yeah, so whatever it is that you're using, Boom Cards you, is its own um, like self-contained site, its own self-contained app. So it's not like you can just upload the Boom Card deck to your Google sites. As far as I know, I've never, I haven't been able to do that. What you would do is you would link out to the Boom Card site or you would tell families to download the Boom Card app to be able to use. And yeah, so that is the student end of Boom Cards. You can use it either way, whichever one suits you, whichever one works for you. Like I said, I always used a fast play option in my room. When I was in the classroom, I would just write the fast play pin somewhere on a chalkboard on the whiteboard and students would grab an iPad and, the, and after I showed them how to do it, they would be able to just enter the fast play pin by themselves and go through the boom card deck. You can have multiple pins. So if you wanna differentiate your centers and there's some students that are working on letters, sounds and recognitions and some students are working on, um, I don't know, CVC words, you can have uh, one, 
pin for this, the letters and one pin for the sight word and students can, or CVC words and students can pick the pin that they use or they can do both. So you, there, I don't think there is a limit on how many pins you can generate. So you can generate quite a few. That is how I used Boom Cards with my students. And some other questions that I have received about Boom Cards. So as a teacher, to find Boom Cards, you can, there's some on Teachers Pay Teachers. So my Boom Card decks are all listed on Teachers Pay Teachers, but they're also listed on the Boom Cards website. And they have their own little shop or their own store where you can search for whatever it is that you wanna do. Let's say you're looking for kindergarten CVC words, you would just type that into the search bar and it'll come up with all the decks relating to CVC words. There are, pre, they are, there are previews of each of the decks so you can actually test it out yourself before you get any of the decks so that you can see if it matches what you want to do there are also tons of free decks so you can search by price and if you go lowest to highest i think the free ones come up first i have a beginning sounds free deck that i will put a link in of the um, show notes for this if you want to try it out and so you can find free decks that you can assign to your students or give to your students there are so many different ones that you can take a look at. And then I've had questions about how do I make my own? And I have been loving making boom cards lately. I used to make them all the time and then I kind of took a break from them for a while. And these past couple of weeks, I don't know, I've just been inspired to make a whole bunch of new boom card decks. So I have been and I've just been having fun with it and then just pretty much doing anything I like whatever I feel like doing so I just made a whole bunch of uh, CVC word ones I made some oh I made a hop along the number line one just some different fun ones that um, I was interested in making and so basically I'm just going to break it down really simple and if this is something you're interested in doing for yourself Boom Cards has so many tutorials, so many videos on how to do it. So basically what I just do is I make the background of whatever the task card is going to look like. I make a background for it in PowerPoint and then I upload it into the Boom Card uh, website. And then you add all your interactions, all the answers, everything that you wanna drag or click or drop, whatever it is, you can do that within the Boom Card website. It does take... Uh, quite a bit of time I would say to figure out how to do all of that and that's something that you're interested in learning how to do there's definitely tons of tutorials it is very easy to learn how to do it just does take some time to get used to but like I said there are free boom card decks out there for you to try and see if it's something that you like or something that would work for your classroom I'm trying to think if there was any other questions about Boom Cards. Mostly it was about Google Classroom, how I make the Boom Cards, and about Google Sites. That's basically everything there is to know about Boom Cards. If you're more of a visual person and you want to see what Boom, car boom Cards look like in action, I have that blog post that I wrote a couple years ago on my blog. I'll make sure I put a link. But I also did a story highlight of all of how to do Boom Cards in on my Instagram and it's just in my profile you'll see one of the highlights just says boom cards and you can look through there and I kind of walk through step by step how to use boom cards and I left that there because I was getting so many questions about it which is an easy way to explain it especially if you're a visual person so that's there if you need it I make sure I put my Instagram down below but if you have any questions about boom cards make sure you reach out to me if I didn't answer it in this podcast let me know if you have any other questions about subjects that I can answer through this podcast make sure you send me a message I'd love to hear about it I'm trying to come up with some new and interesting podcast episodes while we're off for this distance learning um, part of 
the school year. Hopefully everybody is staying safe and healthy and listening to the health guidelines that are being set out for you. And I really am happy that you tuned in to listen to me this week. I really appreciate that I have an audience out there that wants to listen to what I have to say. And I'm just really thankful for that because, yeah, I've been sitting in my house for uh, how many weeks now? Maybe four, three, four weeks. And I get to talk to myself a lot. So it's nice to know that maybe there's somebody out there listening to this and I'm not just talking to myself all the time. So I really appreciate you tuning in this week. Let me know if you have any more questions and I will talk to you all next time. Have a great one. Bye.